You are listening to The Secrets of Once Upon a Time, episode number 78. You told me that gauntlet could lead you to, to someone's weakness, to the thing they loved the most. Will you know where it led me, Rumpel? To the real Jack. Your true love is your power. Welcome back to The Secrets of Once Upon a Time, our weekly show dedicated to the ABC hit series Once Upon a Time. And today we are very excited because we are going to uh, discuss and review the final episode of 2014, Heroes and Villains. This is the uh, uh, half-season finale and it wraps up the Frozen storyline and it opens up a whole can of worms for the next year, for um, uh, when the, se- the season continues in March. Um, and of course, since this is such a pivotal episode in terms of bringing all these storylines together and, and give us resolution on a lot of the, um, the, the, the tensions and the, the relationships, um, it's going to be an interesting discussion. Joining me today, Lisa, Shelley, and David. David, he's back. How are you, David? Um, I'm I'm here about, uh, or at least most of me is, uh, 15 pounds lighter than last time. Wow, uh, you've been but, really uh, sick for, for a while. Yeah, but, but uh, back just in time for the holidays and this episode. Finally. And back for this finale discussion, so that is very, very cool. Well, before we uh, start our discussion, let's play the sound of the promo for this episode. Next Sunday... Prepare yourself for the chilling winter finale. I'm about to get everything I desire. As one great story comes to an end. It's time. Another begins. Welcome, the Queens of Darkness. We will be the victors. New Once Upon a Time, next Sunday, 8, 7 Central on ABC. And we get rid of one ice queen and we get three in return. That's really (laughs) great value for money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, let me ask the first question, uh, the the one that I always ask, and let me start with you, David. How did you like this episode, and how would you rate it? I I liked the episode. I would be willing to give it uh, at least an eight because it it I think they did a really good job with all the characters, uh, or at least you know, some of the especially a couple of the characters who they haven't really been writing that well, but they um, everyone ste- a lot of the characters stepped up this time. Mm-hmm. Is there one particular character that you uh, thought was well written this episode? I would say Bell. I'd oh. go with Bell. I'd go with Bell, or at least, or at least Bell, or at least Bell. In the last, uh, in the last couple of minutes, all of a sudden, just um, did, went did full circle and was uh, and showed us that she was still the Bell from a couple seasons ago. Yep, definitely. Um, perhaps the most important character in this entire episode, <laughs> at least for what she does. Shelley, how did you like the episode? 10. 10? 10. Wow. 10. I don't 10 out think they could have done anything better. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was exactly what I've come to love and expect from these writers and creators. What was the biggest surprise for you in this episode? What didn't, Bell. You, what didn't you see coming? Bell? Bell. I am not a Bell fan. Everybody knows it, but I loved Bell. When she showed up at the end, and we'll get there, but when when she stepped up and and the the scene with regina oh, oh regina finally finally making that choice that sacrifice and then the way they they ended with rumple wow just everything everything was perfect <laughs> lisa do you agree 
I do. I, I'm going to say a nine and a half just to leave a margin of, you know, they can they can do better again. You know, but I loved it. Um, <laughs> I have to set her. I, well, I don't know. I'm leaving that space open. You want to keep them eager. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, they're I, listening to I, this to this I podcast. I thought that they wrapped up the Frozen well and introduced next season. I thought they did did both really, really well. And it was great moments, you know, characters. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Belle. I mean, <laughs> you know, she's been such a wuss all season, you know, and she finally, you know, really turned it around. Um her, I love when her eyes opened like when she saw that glove. You're like, oh, like it all clicked for her. Yeah. I really liked yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Belle was definitely <laughs> turning from a victim into a leader almost. She, mm-hmm. she yeah. took control of her life, of of Storybrooke. Um, in a way, she became the the Thank savior you, character in 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 this episode. Um, although I call her grandma. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> just That's Belle. Hilarious. Belle's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grandma, that was good. <laughs> there were some really good jokes in uh, in this episode as well. Um, I would give this a solid 8 out of 10. Um, I still think that there's some room for improvement. And I have to say that, as, especially with the introduction of the three new villains, um, I don't know where this is going. And I'm not sure if I ha- have total confidence in, in <laughs> whether this, this is a good trio. It was um, Ursula, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was a little bit different from what I expected. Let's say they, her, their their entire introduction was very different from what I expected them to do. Um, so it, it came almost as something that they made up at the very last moment. I know that's not true, but I, I, I was kind of waiting for something that would make me go like, what? Oh, my gosh. But no, it was just, oh, wait. Oh, that's, huh. Yeah, but I think villains. having all the questions is what makes it so intriguing. Now we're yeah. we're excited about it coming back in March, and we want to see what happens with it. Oh, absolutely! And I think that the the the, the cliffhanger with uh, uh, w- uh, with gold being expelled, but also the end of of um, the Regina uh, Robin Hood saga, and of course the big question. Is there going to be a sequel to this? Is this the end, yeah. or no, or not? I end. I don't think so. But Mm-mm. and uh, the the moment that I liked the most was the secret door. That's kind of a staple thing uh, uh, in, in all fairy tales and 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 uh, Indiana Jones movies that I like. There's always this this switch, and it was it was the candle, you know, the lamp, and you pull it, and then the whole thing swivels around, and all of a sudden you're in this amazing library with all these blank, blank books. books. That is so cool. I never thought that, that, there that they would so go there. There was so much in this episode, so many hidden things, so many mm-hmm. details that they put in here. Yes. Well, let's talk about them. <laughs> Where do we start? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> start at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, wh- well, where where did well, we start? Where was that? <laughs> okay, so Elsa remember. removes the ice wall, right? And Emma says, oh, yes. uh, wait a second, wait a second. The wall might be down, but it looks like Ingrid's magic's still here. And they, they make that wonderful quip, leaving this town's never been easy. And mm-hmm. and Elsa's like, oh, we've got plenty of time. And I was like, oops, um, maybe you should know that um, Arendelle is conquered. <laughs> uh-huh. And then she's like, we got to get out of here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought um, that the, the, the removal of the ice wall came kind of late. She could have done that before, but I, 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 I didn't even respect it to be there. Everything didn't go away when, when um, 
the Snow Queen went away. Yeah. You know, I kind of thought that's what they do. But mm-hmm. it kind of happened because didn't um, Marion unfrozen naturally? Right. Didn't she? Didn't yes. She? Yes, mm-hmm. she did. She did. I guess the, it's because it's because Elsa created the wall. That's probably why it was still there. Oh, it was it Elsa. Was, that's right. That's yeah, right. Elsa created the, the wall. It's not Ingrid. Right. Um, and I like that they left the town, uh, the town line with some designation, some delineation. You still can't cross it and return. It's not that you lose your memory or that you forget the place, but there's some magical barrier that prevents you from finding it or returning. And that's yeah. very true to the first season. I liked that. Exactly. That's that's been a, a constant uh, el- story element. That uh, if you're on the outside, you can't even find Storybrooke, um, which is also illustrated here uh, because we get another flashback of Ingrid, I think, um, and we see how she discovers Storybrooke. Or was that in the last episode? That was or, last or for- week. Oh, okay. She has the little scroll, and then she's like, "Oh, huh, hello, but- Storybrooke." Um, Twice in this episode, they sent people over the town line. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it was once they'd gotten through, the people in Storybrooke could still see them yes. and hear them. But once they were through, the people on the other side could no longer see Storybrooke or hear the people on the other side. Mm-hmm. It made me think a little bit of the, the series The Dome. Have you seen that one? It's based on a oh, Stephen under King. The dome uh, or what under, under the Dome or yeah, I think it's under the dome, and it had that same special effect where you you touch like air, and then you, you've got that force field that is apparently there, but you can walk through it. So in a way, it's also a bit like um, what's that series um, with the uh, portal that you use to go to Stargate? <laughs> it's like oh, you, yeah. you step through it, and you're in a different, in a way, in a different reality or a different version of that reality. And uh, so I, I guess it's because the spell, the original spell was broken. That's why you don't lose your memory anymore. Is that is that is that correct? Right, because the, they're back in Storybrooke now because Snow enacted the curse, right. and apparently she didn't uh, she didn't include the part about losing your memory. <laughs> she, she, forgot she, that. she did. <laughs> no, they did because they did lose their memory when the wizard. When the with the wicked witch, and then they regained it, but apparently they haven't broken the town line mm-hmm. issue yet. Well, the the reason there. that, or the fact that you see them walking th- over the or crossing the line and walking through that force field, and then still remembering, made me Im- immediately think that um, the Robin Hood story was not resolved. Because you get that kiss and everything and, well, he does the right thing, the honorable thing to do and the only morally justifiable thing to do. Oh, he but, barely did it. She practically pushed him through that. Yes, Through yes. that town line. But the fact that he still remembers that makes me think that, you know, he this is, this is not the end. He's going to be back. And now there's too many characters on the other side yeah. of yeah. that town line mm-hmm. to not have Robin come back. Yes. Yeah. You know, I know it was the right decision to have him choose his wife and family. And, you know, of course, he didn't choose his wife and family. Well, you know what I mean? For him to go, he could have refused to go. Um, But it, but it was heartbreaking all the same, you know, for Regina and, you know. It well, was my it, my twelve uh, year old started crying. I think it was. I, a, I was serious. I did not. I do not like Robin. Actually, really trying. Yeah. But 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 I what I liked about this whole conundrum was that it was Regina who made the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't really choose, or, or well, he he didn't <laughs> voluntarily uh, choose his kid and wife, which is kind of. Terrible. I no, think. in fact, he already said, "I choose you." That's right yeah. before Marion uh, 
started freezing again. You mm. know, she, he, she said she didn't want to be a duty and obligation to, to Robin, that, mm-hmm. that she didn't want to be with him if she wasn't chosen to that's, be with him. That's true. And then he, he's practically telling Regina right there on the, on the park bench, no, I choose you. I'm, I, I can't go back to, well, what about your son? Well, no, I'll be living a lie. I, I can't, my example to my son has to be to follow my heart and live truthfully. Which is and, very selfish, and I want you. kind of postmodern, you know. I want yeah. my son to see that I choose myself. Yeah, what? I, I didn't li- I, right there. I've stopped liking Robin. I, yeah. I like Hook. Hook is a strong man. He's uh-huh. he, he's himself. He's true. He he evolves and he changes. But Robin is weak, and yeah. and I don't like that. So. I never thought I would be rooting for Hook after the first time I saw him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's great writing. That his his but, character development, his story arc was amazing, and I I also thought that um, his, you know, him getting his heart back and then, you know, the uh, kissing uh, Emma that that was just great, and it, mm-hmm. because it's it's almost like a uh, a reward for for his attempt, his continuous attempts to become good and to do the right thing. It was so satisfying when he when he kind of came out and he kissed her and he said, I told you, Swan, I'm a survivor. Yes. <laughs> and it kind of made me think of the Princess Bride a little bit. Um, you know, when Wesley is laying in the bed and, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Buttercup comes in and he's like, gently, gently, and she's trying <laughs> to kiss him. And, and so when he said... He said gently, and she just shoves the heart and thunk. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's about to say like, uh, I thought it would be like ripping off uh, a band aid. It's probably what she wanted to say, and then she can't even finish the phrase. <laughs> but yeah. that was a really good kiss and a, and a, and a classic one. I was like, okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's the right thing That's to a, do. He's earned it. Let him go yeah. for it. Yes. <laughs> so. But both he and both both Hook and Regina just uh, just I, you know maybe it's because this was the middle of the you know this was the end of end of the 2014 episodes but she you know it doesn't seem like that long ago but it was a couple seasons ago that I'm like you know like these these two were were you know these people were you know bad mm-hmm. trying to kill people and now yeah. I couldn't even think of them doing that last week. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Just David. Minor, besides, minor yeah, detail. I mean, just, yeah, it just kind of, you know, the, the full circle, the, the whole full circle, you know. To it, remind it, you how far they really come. Right, right, right. Right. So, did you? I don't know if you noticed, Regina was wearing her purple when she was indoors. Yes, Most of the time, she was in her magic purple. Mm-hmm. But then, when she was outdoors with with uh, Robin, and then at the end, she's wearing a blue coat, and it's the same royal blue that um, mm. Snow used to wear and Charming used to wear. And mm-hmm. every time uh, they used the blue, it was kind of the hero. So when she puts on that blue, she's she's like the hero. Well, that, of course, she is... really it, did that here. It, that, that's, that's a very good point because the, the title of the show is Heroes and Villains. And I think this is not just about Gold being the villain and then Belle being the hero. There's also, um, I think, there is heroism going on here on the moral level you know in terms of sacrificing yourself for me emma or uh, regina is truly a hero what she does there is giving up her own a happy ending so that someone else can have it and it's not even robin in a way it's 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 she's sacrificing herself for marion and for the kid which i think mm-hmm. was amazing really right. really amazing well, and then what's the saying? If you love something, set it free. And mm-hmm. she did that. She loves Robin, but she had to set him free. It was the right thing to do, not the easy thing, mm-hmm. which is what 
She usually does. Yeah. But it was the right thing. And it, pairing that moment with the, the whole conversation with Mr. Gold in the car, yeah. and you can tell this actress is amazing. Mm-hmm. She should win something. She's emotionally <laughs> something fragile. Something like whatever. <laughs> pick, pick an award. I don't keep up with the awards anymore. She needs to win. Um, she's emotionally fragile, and you can see it all over her face. Yeah. You know, and she has this conversation with Gold. You know, I'm always written as a villain, and I always lose, and we don't get happy endings. And he's like, well, in your case, that's true. And then she's like, well, how are you, you know, how are you and Belle? You've, all the appearances are that Gold and Belle are doing well when they have their happy ending. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I took it. Yeah, yeah. I reached, I controlled it. He was so controlling all throughout this. He's controlling Hook and the heart. He's he's taking control of what he wants. He's he's not taking no for an answer. And he doesn't uh, realize that the thing he hates most, which is the control of the dagger, that that is exactly what he's doing to other people. He's manipulating. He's keeping people imprisoned. He's, he's trying to control the game for his own selfish needs. And, yeah, and, and she says, you sound like the old Rumple. I thought yeah, you changed. Yeah. Well, he's an addict. He's yeah, addicted. And true. even at the end, the whole Rumple bell sequence, which just left me holding my breath the whole time and, and cheering for her. He, he apologizes. He says, I like the power. Yeah. It's an addict. He's, he's yeah. basically justifying his actions. There's keep... nothing wrong with powers was one of the things he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so he's sitting there going, there's no author of my fate. I'm a villain, but I get everything I desire. Mm-hmm. And when he gets out of that car, you know, he had told her, you know, if Marion died, all would be right. And she's like, that's no longer me. And he, she sits there. You see the whole idea of Marion dead in her eyes. She yeah. becomes the evil queen right there. And then she kind of shakes it off and she takes that deep breath she gets out there and she handles the situation and she yeah. pushes him over that line and he's like, and she lets him go. It was also Titanic, you know, let go. I'll never let go. <laughs> but she opens her hand and lets him off. And, yes. and then she tears up the page and you're like, oh, Regina. <laughs> See, I thought she you should like, frame the page. Don't tear it up. Was that, that kiss um, that you saw on the page, was that a, the actual kiss, the final kiss that they had before uh, she pushes – Robin over the over the the red line. No, that's the meeting that never happened. When when Tinkerbell took her to that pub and said, oh, okay. "Your your true mm-hmm. love is inside this pub. You just have to go in there." And all we saw was the, the lion right. tattoo. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't go in, and so that's what's in the book. And last episode or episode before, um, when Robin f- was looking for the book, they were in the library with Will Scarlet. He op- he found the page actually in his knapsack. It appeared by magic yes, to give right. her the hope that she needed. And it's the meeting that didn't happen. And so what we talked about was it shows that your life is not predestined, that your choices write your future. Yes. And so she still has the hope, the opportunity to make her future good, to become the hero, and, not the and villain. That was, that was a game changer that, that all of a sudden we discover that um, the book is no longer is canon. It, 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 there are hundreds of different versions, you could say parallel universes, <laughs> that are possible as long as someone you know, writes a different story. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the major themes in the second half of this season is going to be about this author and you know, who is this author. Is there only one author? Are there multiple authors? And there are multiple blank books. So I don't know. It's it's. My my daughter thinks the author is going to be a young girl, like a like a Henry type of love interest. Huh. And hang on, mm-hmm. oh, I have to sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> and. Um... <laughs> 
Sorry. And, Sorry, that was funny. And, uh, so we were talking about that. She apparently saw some online interview. I, my kids on and their online stuff now. Uh-huh. With Henry, in which they asked if he would, you know, what would it be like if he had a love interest on the show? And then we started talking about that movie, uh, Never Ending Story. I yes. think it was book originally. Mm-hmm. And um, with the princess, how Sebastian had to name mm-hmm. the the princess. Yes. Um, in order for the story oh, to continue, right. <clears throat> and so my girls. Well, my, my younger daughter especially, she thinks that means that uh, that they'll bring that element in and the author will turn out – and the, 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 the sorcerer would turn out to be a young girl mm. so that Henry could have a, a love interest. And I'm like, wow. That I, I as a be... mother try not to roll my eyes too much. <laughs> <laughs> that will give Emma a whole different different reality to uh, to try to protect. <laughs> well, I, 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 still lo- I still love the uh... – yeah, at, at the very end, you know that you know they discover that library. But what still cracks me up is is how they came upon it, where mm-hmm. where 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 he's he he just runs up to them saying, "Oh, hey, I uh, well, when you guys left, I just kind of still kept poking around. I'm like, why won't they put a bell on this kid? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go wander around the place with, with death traps and and all and who knows what kind of who knows what kind of things and just like why why doesn't like I know that the, I I know the entire town loves him, but no one seems to watch out for where, what the heck he is doing. He's got he's gotten himself into almost as many dangers as Timmy in, in that Lassie TV show. <laughs> but okay, so my rant, his, rant is over. It's but his it's, age. It's, it's, I mean, that's what <laughs> kids of his age do. Uh, I you mean, know, he's, he's just an entrepreneur. It reminds me of my nephew, Lisa's son, you know, always poking into things, looking around. You, you, he's quiet. You don't always keep up. And all of a sudden you're like, he's like, hey, mom, look at this. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> where did well, you find did that? Wait, so sometime don't next, eat that. sometime in this, this season, I'm like, "Hey, I found this gasoline-powered sharp thing." And <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But I was thinking the the reason that we see not just one other uh, storybook with you know with blank pages, but that there are thousands of them, made me think: What if every book symbolizes one person? Uh, and you can basically, I mean, that would be a bit cheesy. It almost sounds like a like a uh, a song, uh, write your own story. You know, <laughs> write there, your own magic ending. Different, um, uh, you know, for the different realms, there mm-hmm. could be different books. Yeah, that's but it. they were all empty. So, mm-hmm. huh? huh? Anyway. I don't know. But since we're still talking a little bit about Regina, I got to say that one of my favorite lines was when she's at the bar. And Emma, oh, yeah. uh, Emma comes up and says something. <laughs> she says, and, and uh, she's like, I'm not in the mood for a hope speech. And Emma's like, dude, you're mistaking me for my mother. You don't need a speech. You need a drinking buddy. Shots? Okay, let's go. <laughs> you're like, oh, shots at Granny's? What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> yeah, but they, uh, who was it, David? You said online. You said, when did Granny's get a liquor license? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, this is a little, we've always seen this as this little cafe and bed and breakfast place. And then, you know. Whenever, whenever anyone's drinking, it's because they're like sneaking some liquor into their coffee or mm-hmm. something, and all of a sudden they're ordering shots. I'm like, okay, we went from Granny's to Coyote Ugly real fast. <laughs> oh, oh, I just had a visual of Emma and Regina on the bar. Okay, <laughs> dancing on the table. That's but bad. there is there are two two moments where there's drinking because it's also when um, when Emma's Hook food. is is being remote controlled by by Gold. He too has a bottle of, I, I assume, whiskey, <laughs> and he uses the coffee cups actually for 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 oh, a toast no. with Emma. 
Um, it's like, wow, that's that's two two instances of of heavy drinking in the show, and it's in the middle of the day. It's not even <laughs> evening. <laughs> Was that kind of episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess uh, you you can't always be in an ice cream parlor <laughs> that gets old as well. I like the way they wrapped up the. Yeah, whole let's talk about day. that. The wrapping up the the whole Frozen story. I thought that was kind of sweet the way um, – and I, I love that they didn't forget the fact that Anna knew – or Anna knew Rumple. That was a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, where she turns around. Okay, did anyone else think it was a little easy, the whole portal thing? I was waiting for something bad to happen because it just seemed a little too – oh, there's another – oh, it's right here. Oh, okay. You're like we're oh, 10 no. minutes into the episode. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. I mean, no, because Gold needed them to leave. He needed I'm, them to leave before Anna f- met up with Belle again. So he, I know. It, I love the way just, he like gives it to him. It just seemed – that's what I mean, though. It seemed a little like, okay. Mm-hmm. And but so then when Anna turned around with the whole, who is this Gold? He's so nice and sweet. and you hey, know. Barry Godfather. <laughs> You're laughing. Well, you, you would be in the hat then. <laughs> I'm a bit surprised that she doesn't even recognize him. I mean – she never met him. What? Did I thought she, she not? I thought she met Rumpel. Anna nope, never, she met. never met Gold. Nope. But she knows no, who she it didn't. is. No, she didn't. She never saw him. She never met him. She never was in the same set as him at the same time, as he at the same time. So why does... Huh? Now I'm confused. How does she know <laughs> who Rumpel is? she knows Rumpel. She knows Rumpel, yes. I know. But she didn't know gold. Oh, so she never met gold. Oh, you're right. You're Mr. Gold, right. Mr. gold yes. found the Mr. Gold oh, found the great. portal for us. Yes. Hook, Hook said the portal. And if they hadn't gone into that house, though, Henry couldn't have found the books. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was there, and they had to wrap it up because this episode was all about Belle and setting up next season. Yeah. But I loved the way they did it. You know. So we got to see a few more details in the house, like the magic broom. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the great, man. the magic broom, and the animation was fantastic. You know, when the broom enters the room and and just um, – The broom conjured the, up the portal door. Well, make, makes a the gesture broom. of let, let's get to work, you know, and it's like yeah. – uh, uh, how, how would you say that? Um, doing the uh, the gesture of uh, – with his knuckles, <laughs> like let's, let's get to it. It's just great animation. Uh, very well done. Well, and then Hook – when Hook told Emma he'd found the portal – she knew that that wasn't him. She knew something was wrong. Yeah. Yes. I love the look. I love. Okay, that was all a little creepy though. Uh-huh. Watching, <laughs> watching. Um, what's his name? Grumple. Watching Gold talk. Right. Yes. And and using and he used the right words. Uh-huh. You know, he never said "dearie." You know, he said the words that Hook would say. But then when it was coming out of Hook's mouth, it was a little strange. It was and disconnected. Emma's going, this is a little strange. And you know and- what? The moment she realizes it's not him is the kiss. Uh-huh. The kiss is is completely you oh, know, yeah. flat, like w- devoid of passion, devoid of emotion. That's where you, you can you see her eyes like what? <laughs> yeah, her whole uh, her whole superpower was kicking in big yeah. time. Now. <laughs> so she we basically really kissed gold there. Yuck! Ew! Uh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I haven't had lunch yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was gross. <sighs> so. But then I, I I loved the way that they said goodbye, and she Anna recognized the crocuses on the door. Yeah, that was a nice and, detail. Um, yeah, and, and I like the. I, go yeah, ahead. No, I I really like the 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 quote there. We're like the minute we're there, I'm gonna you know kick the other guy from the throne, and then you've got what's his name, um, 
Bjorn, Christoph? Sven, Christoph is like, well, in the, perhaps the second minute we could actually get could married. Actually get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was sweet the way they ended their story. Right. You know, well, they um, ended it back where I'm assuming when they make another Frozen movie is going to pick up with the wedding. Yeah, probably, yes. It would you know, nice. Disney, Disney would not pass up a chance to have a princess wedding. They, mm-hmm. they just, You're right. I mean, so they, no. they brought the three sisters painting back in. And mm-hmm. so you know that they've restored the memories. She found it hidden in the East Wing. Anna's in that beautiful wedding dress. And was it on her hand, the bruises? She's like, did you see my bruises? <laughs> and Elsa is like... Yeah, did you see Hans's eye? <laughs> Just oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> uh, okay, my kids squealed when they said, "What does it smell like?" And they were like, "Chocolate." Chocolate, yes. Yeah. That and and, and the clothes that um, Elsa is wearing is exactly the outfit that she has in in the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really, with the purple, uh, the pu- purple shoulders, and then the blue and. Yeah, just mm-hmm. really, really cool, that. cool references. I expect the Disney people are very happy with the way that the creators of Once Upon a Time treated their characters and the story. Yes. You know, and I've been really happy because if you – not as much with Elsa, but especially with Anna and Kristoff, they really – Kind of hokey, but they really stayed true to the uh, animated characters. You know, the way they made Anna kind of, and she wasn't flighty, but the way she talks real fast and gets distracted. And, you, you know, they really kept that. And so you felt like that was the same character besides just looking like her and dressing yes. like her. And that's one of the things that endeared you to that character. I found Because right? you felt like you knew her. I found the quote from uh, uh, on YouTube from the original animated movie about chocolate. Here it is. Oh, yeah. What is that amazing smell? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like, just like the one they did Sunday night. <laughs> guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was it this episode that Kristoff said something about his worst mistake or second worst mistake after the, this haircut? Uh, was that this episode that he made remember. a joke about his haircut? I think oh, it was, was last episode. Was it, it was last hilarious. one? Yeah. I loved that. Because when I see him, he was in a, uh, a TV show a couple of years ago called Greek. Mm-hmm. He played Cappy, and his hair wasn't quite that long, but it was about like that. And so it was kind of funny that that, that was his his mistake was his haircut. I have a question about one character that I felt uh, was out of place in this entire first half of the season, and that's the character of Will Scarlet. What the heck is he doing in yes! Storybrooke? I mean, he's just standing there. It's like almost as if he struck a deal with the writers. Like, okay, <laughs> I will wash your car every week as long as you let me hang out in Storybrooke. I don't care. Even if I have to play a lamppost, I don't, as long as I'm there. Like, the, what? what is his function in this story? He's not bright enough to be a lamppost. Don't <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my kids said he should go across the border with Marion. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Get rid of him. The character Will Scarlet and the actor were ext- were the probably the most popular characters on Wonderland. So, but what a, what he a had cruel a big way to Wonderland, and they're yeah. bringing they're doing the crossover. They're trying to bring the Wonderland people who didn't watch Once Upon a Time into Storybrooke. I understand, but then and why Will did Scarlet they such a lousy a job? He also has a connection, a family connection with, uh, well, the, with the, with the Merry Men. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister-in-law yeah, is yeah, Cinderella. But, this, but he has nothing to do. Yeah. And he's the one that stole, I forget what, from Maleficent. So if we bring Maleficent back to Storybrooke in the next season, mm-hmm. she and Will have got some unfinished business. 
I hope so. I truly hope that they're they are going to give him something to do because it's really it's it's even worse than Henry. <laughs> At least Henry finds like hidden rooms in houses, and Will is just standing there. I don't know. Well, and there's not like we don't have enough characters already going on. Yeah. We've exactly. got enough going on on the episode and with We're, the people to cut again. Every time he pops up, I have to go, who are you again? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like in the fighting scene uh, last week with the uh, where you see the, some of the dwarves and they're fighting. It's like, wait, who is that? <laughs> who is the dwarf who's actually eating the snow when it <laughs> when he wakes up and becomes himself again? It's like I, I vaguely remember him, but not enough. I remember Grumpy and Sneezy, and that's about it. <laughs> I don't remember the others. Oh, no. Anyway, let's take a very short break here before we continue our discussion. And let me tell our listeners that um, we've been very excited and happy to do this show um, for you and with you uh, this entire season. But we need your help. Um, we are currently in the middle of our winter fun drive and we li- need a little bit of community magic to actually help us pay the bills of uh, the, especially the hosting, uh, which is quite expensive because uh, w- we need to make sure that these files can be downloaded. And so we, p- because we produce a lot of shows, um, we we have costs related to that. And unfortunately, we, we don't have enough um, of our listeners that chip in to be able to continue to pay the bills. And and that uh, makes creates a, a big problem and even kind of endangers the continuity of what we do. So I would like to ask you if you have uh, a, a couple of bucks to spare. Um, let's say, for instance, you, you can s- skip... Um, a cup of coffee or an ice cream a month, especially in the winter. You know, who needs ice cream? Um, and instead, you could um, uh, help us to, you know, and if the community c- comes together, then it, it won't be a problem. But I I, th- I think, and I, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm like that with a lot of other shows as well. I listen to a ton of podcasts and rarely do I do I think about the 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 costs that um, that people make, these podcasters make, uh, for their equipment, for the hosting, and so because the show is there every week, right? So you never realize that it it, it bills have to be paid. So again, it's just a friendly reminder that if if you like what we do and you want to somehow let us know. Uh, and 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 show us your appreciation by helping us pay the bills. Then we would really um, <laughs> we would be very grateful because we love doing this, and we definitely hope that we can continue to do this next year. So, uh, if you want to help, if you can help, please go to sqpn.com/donate, and there you will find the information on how you can uh, chip in. Thanks. All right, let's go back to um, Storybrook. And to, well, I think it is time to move over to the opening of the next half of the season uh, with the whole storyline of gold being expelled and then <laughs> the the three wicked ladies. Hey, Father? Yes? Speaking of chipped, yes. did you notice that the cup was not chipped in all of the Bell and Rumple flashbacks? Wow, I did not notice that. So that's in the early well, stages of their relationship, right? Yeah, because that was late. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna. I was just kind of. Mm-hmm, yes, it was. I got the impression it was in the first few weeks of her arriving there. Yes, 
because she he he is still treating her as a slave. You know, mm-hmm. he just <laughs> I love the moment where he's like, um, no, I don't really care. You're just here too, and then. She is doing the laundry all of a sudden, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my <laughs> she's, god!" She's going through that cabinet. He did blink. not. <laughs> yeah. She's going through that cabinet, and he says, "He comes in, and she's like, oh And he's like, "I wanted to see how the mouse would play when the cat was away." And yeah. the mouse, yeah. Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So I paused it during the oh, cabinet because Mickey. the antiquities in that cabinet looked like something out of the British Museum, uh-huh. which I have never seen in person, but I will. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> um, so there's this like Nordic helmet, and my husband yeah. says. The eyes and the nose piece on the Nordic helmet, he thought looked like a hidden Mickey. Looked like Mickey oh, Mouse with the way oh, it was shaped. Yes. There was an elephant vase or a scrimshaw. It looked it looked Dumbo? like an elephant scrimshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Grecian urn. And, of course, I got went right to the ode to a Grecian urn poem going in my head. Um, some side of a banded box, a Chinese mm-hmm. dragon, a gong, another box, three metal balls, on the Japanese sword that was inside the box. And then when she turns around and we come back out, we have not seen this set of Rumpel's uh, no. manor or castle in a very long time. And it was still exactly the same. So yay for the CGI. <laughs> they had the spinning wheel, the puppets, the golden fleece, yes. some more swords, yes. and the two tapestries. Now, the one on the left, I don't recognize. But the one on the right is the visitation yes. between Mary and Elizabeth. And I don't know... Any of this will ever come into play, or if it's just in the set as potential? It's been there uh, before. We've we've talked about this in the well. It's almost it's two three years ago when we first saw that castle, and I think we we talked about the religious imagery. Um, and at the time, I think we we kind of assumed that it was just they needed tapestries and then just to scan these ones. <laughs> right. So. But but we find out from this flashback that the thing he's going to give Belle is the life she's always wanted. And there's two parts to that because in the beginning when we were introduced to Belle, first she wanted to be the hero. Mm-hmm. She's sacrificed herself for her her family and her kingdom. And now we find out that the other part of the life she's always wanted is she wants to see the world. And that's how they introduced the magic gauntlet. And um, and that that's what plays throughout here. So when she's sitting there, oh, you've seen it. How was your trip to Camelot? And he's got this gauntlet. Well, well, what is it? Well, it, it's very specific. It can locate anyone's greatest weakness. And I'm right there. I'm going, I know what we're going to do at the end. <laughs> and she says, why do you need that? With all your power, you could destroy any foe. He's, you know, he's all powerful. And he tells her it's about manipulation. The weakness is the thing that they love most. And that's something we've constantly heard in this, in this uh, show. And so, time for you to see the world, and mm-hmm. and and here we go. So, I, I was wondering about the whole um, glove. Does that refer to an existing saga or something like that? I mean, this is, of course, from the Arthurian era, I suppose, or the Arthurian legend. But I I couldn't remember anything about um, uh, um, you know, a glove or or something like that. A gauntlet. I, a gauntlet. I, go ahead, David. No, I was I was just gonna say I hadn't run it. I tried to look up some stuff. And I didn't come up with anything. I was wondering if it was just something they came up with for the show. Did they did they mention that this was actually a Camelot's? Um, he did say Gauntlet? Camelot. Hmm. Well, I wondered. You know, Arthur. The the fall of Arthur was when um, uh, Lancelot ran off with. Uh, uh, oh, my mind blanked. I'm so sorry. Guinevere. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the the thing that Arthur loved most was his wife. Or was it power? <laughs> who knows who knows the Arthurian legends? Where is Deborah when you need her? Sword in the stone. Come on. Um yeah, I'm I'm frantically Googling. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, well, I typed in gauntlet it, and Camelot, and you know what I found? It's actually the gauntlet was a um, a roller coaster ride in a theme park that was called Camelot, and it failed, and it was like a big disaster <laughs> happened there. So I'm not sure if that's the weak point that they're referring here to, but uh, I, I think they're just going back to the that theme that that you know in that still small voice we were taught that love is a weakness um and we've we've always said no love is a strength and um the the more you love something the stronger you are and it's and love is about sacrifice yeah and well, you can't you can't take with power it power and an addiction cannot sacrifice yeah. in order to love wholly um and they especially can't find sacrifice themselves um, but but I, I wondered then if it would have something to do with uh, the ending and, and Belle finding the dagger. And I was right. So. <laughs> but I, I really like the, the whole message here that, that ultimately um, – and, and Gold is so close. He's like, I am just about to grab what I want. I'm just going to take it. Uh, this happy ending – it's right here in front of you. And I hope, he tells Regina, you will take it as well. Um, and then it, it, it completely backfires, uh, thanks to Belle, of course. And, and the lesson here, of course, is that, that a happy ending is never something you can take. You know, it's something that is given to you that requires sacrifice. And Regina, like in that. that way, is, is, is giving the right example. It's, it's not her happy ending. But in a way, it is a, a, well happy happiness in a in a different um, on, on a different level. It, it's more, about it's the a right personal. Thing. Yeah, it, it's more personal. She's going to be she she is setting herself up for the opportunity to get that happy yeah, ending. Yeah, because she could have taken the right relationship. Choice. She could have mm-hmm. made you know. She only needed to basically like blink or or <laughs> and <laughs> and robin hood would have time. stayed it's like you know his wife is already on the other side so it, that would have right. been a really easy way to do and yet she does not and she chose good yeah and what is it in the indiana jones and in the the last crusade he chose poorly mm-hmm. yeah. and then you've chosen well yes or wisely, whatever. Wisely. The, yeah. Choose wisely. I knew as soon as Lisa said it, she knew the quote. <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> mm-hmm. But could the whole um, gauntlet thing, uh, could that also um, introduce in one of the future episodes uh, the whole, you know, sword and stone story? Well, absolutely. We've been mentioning Camelot. Camelot. We've we've um, talked about whether or not they're going to do Arthurian legend. But I it, hope it, so. But at the same time. Really, are we going to bring in Camelot while we bring in Ursula, Maleficent, and uh, yeah, it kind of seems like two Perella? completely separate it could be realms. Season five, it could be season six. Oh, speaking well, of but they season did, five. they they did, and here's the other question: Well, they did mix The Apprentice with Frozen, and is The yeah. Apprentice going to be a continuing storyline? You know, you've got the hat mm-hmm. and the the little broom guy. You know, are we going to continue to see that, or are we going to be done because it was a half season arc? Did anybody else catch uh, the Mercedes license plate that Regina was driving? No. It said 4-O-F-5-T-H. Four of fifth. Huh. 
Now, I didn't go looking around for a five. Could that be what it refers to? That was the first thing I thought. Four of fifth. Could they only have a five-season story arc planned? Hmm. Or is there some but they connection don't, they to don't the really know that because they're doing an inside joke? Clearly, this is oh, an inside joke. Oh, there's so thing. many yeah. inside jokes. <laughs> you know. So. I wonder. Well, anyway, yeah. anyway, I just noticed that. was I have lots of little things. I'll continue. Usually, if it's, it's, if it's that hidden, um, yeah, there might be uh, a, a meaning to it, but it, it can't be really important. It's not something that you're going to realize is next season, like, oh, of course, that was the license plate, because I don't think that many people have actually paid attention to it. Yeah. And you're not going to so, do a flashback to a license plate, so. Um, no, and there were a couple of other little hidden things. I don't know if anybody caught that when uh, Gold and Hook are going into the house, there's a whole bunch of volumes in the bookcase. Mm-hmm. And the, they linger just long enough for you to see what the name of the, the volume was. And it was Totem, T-O-T-E-M. Yeah, yeah. Um, so every volume, it looked like a like a run of magazines might. Um, it said Totem. Well, I Googled Totem magazines, didn't come up with much. There's something, but nothing that you know meant anything. But a Totem is an object or an animal believed by a particular society, usually a, a Aboriginal or, or a, a Native American uh, up in the Alaskan Aleutian Islands, that is believed to have a spiritual significance or and and adopted as an emblem. Mm-hmm. So the totem itself is a symbol that represents an animal, and this could be anything—a crest, a pole, an emblem, a figure. Well, in one of the websites I found, they have the mouse listed as a totem, a Native American totem, and a mouse uh, uh, is representative of scrutiny, order, organizer, and an eye for detail. And I wondered if that was put there on purpose. Like a really elaborate hidden Mickey? (laughs) Right, right. Because we are in the sorcerer's house. Yeah. And and another place in the house when when Henry leads them to the hidden door, what's the picture on the false doorway? Because from a distance, I thought it looked like an original Disney ink drawing. And I'm sorry that Deborah's not here to, because she probably knows exactly what it's from. Maybe it's from Fantasia. It looked like, you know how they do the cells? They used to sell the um, C-E-L-L-S, the original animated cells from when they did one image at a time to make the animated movies. They used to sell mm-hmm. them here in the States a lot. The hand-painted. Um, the hand painted from right, the the actual, right. The actual original, it's a, like a clear piece of transparency, and they mount it. It looked like a piece of art. Uh, an ink drawing, a mm-hmm. Disney ink drawing. And I thought it kind of looked like pumpkins on a – first I thought it was, Dis- it was Mickey Mouse. And then as I paused it and looked a little closer, it looked more like it were pumpkins on the vine. But it's been too long since I've seen Fantasia to know if they have pumpkins in Fantasia somewhere. Isn't it also um, – isn't there a pumpkin in that animated movie uh, that um, – the with the miniatures that Disney did, um, what was the name again? That's it's a, it's a musical. Is it Jack and the Beanstalk or no? Uh, I uh, no wait ah uh, it just escapes me. <laughs> it's this animated. Um, it's done with um, gosh the, the real puppets. Um, and it's not very well known, but it's actually a really good uh, good movie. It has a pumpkin, if I'm not mistaken. See, I miss Deborah. I don't know. The yeah, we'll, we'll ask references Deborah as well as she does. I've been, yeah, I've been googling uh, the uh, license plate here. There's one theory, but 
it's kind of I'm not sure if this is the right thing that it would be the four the fourth part of the fifth amendment which says no person shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself <laughs> uh, not so wow, sure wow that's a stretch yeah, <laughs> it is going on in this episode, I don't think that's going to be a, I, I think it's going to be a reference to like oh because I was thinking you know is it Star Trek um Star Trek where um oh the girl the the Borg girl and she I'm I am oh gosh I'm, nine. 7 of 9 7 of 9 7 of 9 you. yeah, yeah. Four, so I was thinking 4 of 5 all, I was my mind was all over the place with that Apparently someone even found out that uh that license plate was also used for Archie's car in the episode We Are Both so um, it's probably just um, the shop where they get the license plate. <laughs> Let's just no, put it on this It's going to be car. an inside it's, reference it's for the writer. one of those way inside. Yeah, you know. I guess so. <laughs> like or they're all sitting like around laughing at themselves, you know. <laughs> or they just put Whoops. it in on purpose, like the numbers in to Lost, where you. You, you never know what the, the, the numbers mean. And <laughs> man, the theories about those numbers. And it's just a sequence, but... <laughs> Well, haven't aren't they the ones these I mean, aren't they the ones that did didn't they do that in Lost? Didn't they put stuff in there just and then watch oh, yeah. it online uh, yeah. to see what people came up they with? Did. They just did. Just to mess with your fans. They always had like books and and covers and and things showing up and but it was also a way to distract us from the oh, yeah. real plot, you know. I, I still remember them saying in the very first, you know, in the in the commentary on the DVD of the first season, it's like, no, no, it's not like Purgatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll say no more. <laughs> the and, Lost and fans know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like Purgatory because it's exactly like Purgatory. Uh, let's not talk about that. Some people haven't seen the series. Well, and it, it's not exactly that, but anyway. Okay, uh, but, so how cool was it that the hat like morphs into this star map inside the clock tower? Yeah, that was awesome. That the, was really good uh, CGI. CGI, I and I, I, re- I was thinking of the huge hat, the Mickey's hat in in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is almost an explanation of what you could see on the inside of that huge hat. Because <laughs> isn't there a ride inside the hat? Again, I don't know. Right? I've not been inside that hat, but I do have a photo of the hat, and it's ginormous. Well, maybe I'm thinking of Epcot. There's a ride inside the big yeah, ball. Yeah, no, it's Epcot. That's the the, yeah. the metal ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when Rumpel set down the dagger, how many people went, uh-oh, who's going to pick that up? When was that? When Rumpel well, sets down the dagger to hold the heart. He's, he's going oh. to crush the heart, and he turns and he sets the dagger down behind him. Hmm. I didn't and, even know. And I, I wrote on my notes, duh, who's going to get it? <laughs> and then Bell steps in. And so here comes Emma and Snow because Anna's told them Gold's lying and he's trying to crush it. And he can't, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to kill Hook. It's going to be Hook. I can't believe they're going to kill Hook. And all of a sudden he's like, why can't I do this? And there's Belle because I'm stopping you. And I'm like, Belle, go Belle. <laughs> she Team totally Belle. calls him out. Yes. It was Amazing. I stopped writing notes. I stopped. I did nothing. <laughs> I just watched. I, I was holding my breath. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and, oh, and she says, I thought I saw something in you. And now we know because he had traded the gauntlet for her. I thought that, you know, you, you know, I thought I, that you loved me. I do love you. I, all the signs I'd seen, they're all correct. You never give up power for me. Mm. You never have. You never will. <gasps> you know, because – 
And he's like, no, no, I, I, it's, it's fine. She goes, no. I've changed before. I can change again. Yeah. I've got the gauntlet. And it leads you to the thing you love most. And it didn't lead you to me. It led me to the dagger. You know what? So. And what, that was very tragic. It's almost like a breakup over an addiction again, or you know, like like people that have a, an alcohol addiction, or that that could have been a similar uh, conversation. Like you love the bottle more than you love me. And what I was wondering is, like, does this truly invalidate everything that that Gold did in the past? Was that all fake? I do, I don't think so. I, don't I, think I, so. I really believe that he at one point he did change, but the power it has too much of a hold on him. It's too, uh, which again is, I think a, it's it's that's a great um, character element. That even if at times you you think you 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 or you make the right choices, it's never uh, you never possess it. You have to make that choice time and again. It's not like once and for all you kick the addiction and then you know it's all over and happy ending. No, a happy ending is something that you have to work for every single. Episode almost, which I is not what I would like to have seen if they could have severed him from the dagger. But in severing him from the dagger, it destroys the dagger and takes his power. I think that would have been interesting because then we could have had yeah. Rumple and Withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And this actor plays Withdrawal very well. Stargate, they, the ship. I don't think they would have done that until maybe the, that's like one of those very last if you're getting rid of the actor mm-hmm. or the ending the season because then you lose. You lose Rumple. Yes. I mean, you lose what well, makes the character extremely interesting. I, I still think that it was pretty cool what they did, uh, like uh, putting him on the streets in New York City. Yeah. And yeah. You, you would expect him to be completely helpless. Because that's no, kind of how how he is, survivor. you know. Once he once he crosses the red line, he's like, oh, he seems to be just a mere shadow of what what he used to be. Yeah. His power is gone, but again. he he immediately <laughs> f- he relies on right. his. He, can't put he, his he uses on his, his at all. but he uses his his manipulation skills, and that's a whole different kind of magic, and that right. that still works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really surprised to see how with how much confidence he was moving himself around in in. Um, uh, in New and York I, City. I'm glad they did the six weeks later. I'm glad they didn't like show anything right after. Oh, oh, and when she made him, when when she like whisked him off to the to the town line, and she said, "I lost my way trying to help you find yourself." And how often have we brought the fact that Belle has had no story? Yeah, you know, she was this hero. She wanted to be the hero, and and here she was attached herself to gold. And as he grew more and more dark and, and evil again. We'd say, well, poor Belle, you know, she's so, you know, such a wuss. She doesn't have anything to do. She doesn't have anything to say. And here she's like, all I wanted was you. And I tried to be everything for you. I try, I changed myself. I lost myself for you. And then she pushes him. She sets him free in, a, in another way. And he says, I'm afraid. And that one line when he said, I'm afraid. You saw the coward rumple right yes. there for an instant. Yes. She never turned around. Mm-hmm. She sent him through and never looked back, never yeah. looked like, yeah. at him. But but how well she, the actress, did what a great job she mm-hmm. did giving us that heartbreak of letting him go like that through there, forcing him out of her life. There was a lot of let it go in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, Father, tell me you caught the Star Wars reference. No, I did not. The holographic message of Bell. Maleficent's crow drops the object and he holds it and up comes <laughs> the little course. holographic yes. bell. Oh. And she's like, help me. 
Rumpel. Oh, uh, you're my only hope. Help me. Yeah. You're right. Oh, I totally missed that. I was like, that looks familiar, she looks but over I didn't, her shoulder. didn't connect. Oh, when she bends down. <laughs> yes. You're like, can you? <laughs> if she had, if they just done the bun in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Now that is a name that I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> well, they already said Princess Leia, so we know we know they're fans. <laughs> there was one more movie reference in this episode, right at the end. Did anybody else catch it? No. When Gold's in New York, mm-hmm. he's walking in the streets. The side of the bus that he's getting off on says aquarium. Mm-hmm. And they pan to the street sign. And does anybody remember what street he's on? <sighs> my kids. I've my kids seen it, but I, I don't uh-uh, remember. I don't it was Madison Avenue. Okay. And he's Are going into the reference? aquarium. Splash. Splash, yeah. Splash, really? Splash with Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. Oh, funny. He names her Madison that. because you see they're all Madison and you Avenue. See Mad- Wait, you see an aquarium sign in Madison Avenue and you thought Splash? Yes, because that's how she got her name. Daryl well, Hannah's I know character. that, but that's just so random. <laughs> no, because then he goes into where uh, Ursula's feeding the fish in the oh aquarium. It's the same set. It's, that I mean, is it's cool. The same, it's it looks the same, like the same set. Place. Really? Well, it looks like the same place. I mean, <laughs> It's very similar. I mean, come on. Amazing. Wow. I can't believe I'm the only one that caught that. Well, that's from 1984. Ooh. It's been a long time. <laughs> Ooh, Tom Hanks was real young back then. Oh, he was, he was. yes. He was such a baby. Directed by Ron Howard, by the way. It's one of his earlier movies. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah both put them on the on the, the road to fame. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. By the way, I I, I found the, the movie that I was uh, trying to uh, to remember. It was actually, it wasn't a pumpkin, it was a peach. It's James and the Giant Peach. Oh, but it's that, that big orange peach, and in my mind it kind of morphed like into, a a, <laughs> into a pumpkin. And so, it's, by the way, if you've never seen it, that is such an awesome, awesome uh, musical. The songs are amazing. I'm, I'm surprised that, 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 that it's almost forgotten as a movie because it's really, really good. Um, well, let's let's briefly in our final minutes talk about the introduction of the these three female villains. What what did you all think? I was a little bit. I I said it at the beginning of this episode a bit a bit. Um, well, not really disappointed, but I expected more of of their introduction, and especially because we've already seen an an amazing rendition of Ursula by well Regina. Basically, we would discover it's Regina. I was a bit like, really? Hmm. That doesn't look anything like like the uh, the the Ursula that I expected. No, I was thinking I, I Cruella. Really? I really oh, my didn't husband like Cruella. I my husband liked Cruella too. I uh, I didn't like. Now Ursula. I know what they were going she was, for. She was very. Um, I don't know. Creepy. Alien. Just, yeah, I it just she, I don't know. It was I don't know. We can get rid of Ursula. Yeah, that's eh. um, Corella. I, I don't know it, why. Why does it take three of them? You know, this one of my kids said, "Why are all the villains girls?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think on this show, most of really, I think the majority of the characters are women. So we've always had a majority of the evil characters have been women. Yeah. I mean, Rumple's been your solid main bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know if we had many other bad guys. Not that many. They get killed off really quickly. So yeah, mm. or they turn into good guys like yeah, Huck. yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Well, isn't that so, because the series also kind of caters to a more of a family and female audience? I'm not sure, but you think they'd bring in some hot men then, right? Well, there's <laughs> Hook, right? <laughs> Hook. They had Graham, and he died. Yeah, charming. Char- we yeah, yeah. Charming's kind of a Graham. Charming doesn't. Uh, charming doesn't always have a lot to do. Really. And he's kind of a wuss. We've talked about that. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. <laughs> he answers the snow. And, jo- and Jones the one who taught him how to fight. So. He answers to Snow because he loves her. Sure. Uh-huh. He's ser- he's, he's, he has a servant's heart towards Snow. He protects her and he loves her. Even though she doesn't need protecting, she can protect herself. And oh. that's what makes him the hero with her. He's just a good guy. That's, that's a good spin. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to the <laughs> promo for Darkness on the Edge of Town. That is the name of the first episode when this series returns in the beginning of, beginning of March. This spring. It's time the villains got their happy ending. Things were just starting to get back to normal. Enter Cruella, Ursula, Maleficent, the Queens of Darkness. Where are we going? A quaint little town called Storybrooke. A devious new chapter pits good versus evil like never before. We'll find him, Regina. You want darkness? I'll give you darkness. Once upon a time, returns Sunday, March 1st on ABC. And we okay. will return as well, of course. Did anyone else cringe when they said March first? <laughs> because it's what are we going to do? <laughs> well, there are a lot of other cool television series to catch up with, and then of course, in terms of podcasting, if our listeners are afraid of of missing um, their entertainment, their their weekly uh, rendezvous with uh, with their iPod or iPhone or Android phone for that matter. Uh, there are a ton of other shows that you might want to listen to. Uh, if, you've, if you are currently uh, catching up with Doctor Who, f- for instance, we've got Secrets of Doctor Who. We've got Secrets of Star Wars, all about the new Star Wars movies. Um, there is The Break. There is uh, uh, Geek Week. There's so many shows. Um, and you can just uh, check them out over at sqpn.com. Just pick one, listen to it, and if you like it, subscribe. And um, you might actually hear some of the familiar voices that you hear on this show in other episodes as well. So go definitely go check that out. Uh, by the way, did you notice that a license plate in this promo? The of mm-hmm. the of um Devil. Devil. Yep. Yes. Well that was That's very, one way to say it. Very clear <laughs> reference to what this character is all about. We should not forget that evil is Evil. Evil. <laughs> there is evil and there is good. There are heroes and there are villains. And our villains may be able to choose good and redeem themselves through a process. But evil is darkness and, and it does exist. Yes. Even on license plates. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of <laughs> Secrets of Once Upon a Time. We thank you so much for your ongoing support uh, throughout this season. We hope you enjoyed our uh, our discussions, our bantering, and sometimes our outrageous opinions. Because, of course, we know that you should be on the show. <laughs> but uh, we hope to, that you will be back in March. So will we be. And um, I'm already looking forward to it. In the meantime... Uh, Merry Christmas if you're going to celebrate that or Happy Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating in this time of year. We hope you have a wonderful winter season and, uh, and, and definitely stay subscribed to this episode as soon as there is a new 
uh, podcast ready, it will show up in your um, in your feed. And again, in the meantime, check out sqpn.com. That's also where you will find the links to our Facebook and Twitter pages and all the other places where you can find our hosts for this episode, as well as, of course, uh, the hosts that couldn't make it today, Inge and Deborah. Um, they're also in the show notes if you want to follow them in the next couple of months. We will be back next year. Um, thanks for listening and take care. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.